0: The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts. It's kind of spooky. And also, I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh. I'm your ghost co-host, Bacomb, the kooky one.
1: And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And today we are going to be talking about a story that takes place in our own province, finally. Oh
0: my god, we're finally doing Alberta. This is wonderful.
1: Finally! So, about... Twelve episodes in, we're finally doing our own province. We've
0: been making fun of everybody else's province so it's about damn time we did ours. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Ooh. All Ooh. right.
0: Shout out to the Talis Dome.
1: So we have a lot to cover today. Are uh, you ready to get into it?
0: Uh, is it going to be spooky?
1: Of course it's going to be spooky.
0: Nope. Nope. Not ready.
1: But it's spooky stories.
0: Yeah, I know. But let's talk about something less spooky, like comfy sweaters or cardigans or... um. Fantastical unicorns. While
1: well, those all sound great, not really on my list today. Oh. Are you ready Can to we get we into do it?
0: another podcast about fantastical unicorns? Maybe
1: one day. The unicorn
0: podcast.
1: Maybe another day. Okay. Okay.
0: Is that okay?
1: So our story starts. On April 13th, 1977, the date, I did find like that it could have also been April 1st, but most of the reports that I found say April 13th, so that's what we're going to go with.
0: Let's just go with April 13th. That's Kay. what happened. So
1: April 13th, 1977, a body was found in a 1.8 meter deep septic tank at an abandoned farmhouse 13 kilometers west of Tofield, Alberta.
0: Where did someone find a body in shit?
1: Like how did that's they? That's basically find it? yeah.
0: Like how are you gonna find a well, body that's buried in shit? Let me
1: tell you, this body was found by the people who actually owned the property, so they didn't hadn't lived there for years, but they were going to search the old septic tank to find a pump that they thought that had been left there, and they needed, I guess, for their new property.
0: Oh, that is disgusting.
1: Uh, So it was a family called the McLeods. So we have Charlie and Mavis. So they are the ones that discovered this body in their septic tank. They knew something was wrong the minute they opened the tank. They saw a gray wool sock just floating atop the murky water.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yep. But what was even creepier was that they quickly realized that it was still attached to a human leg.
0: Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, So
1: being 1977, obviously nobody has a cell phone. So the McLeod's immediately left to call law enforcement. uh, And an investigation was soon underway.
0: Can I make a side note here? What's that? If I was living there and I had to go clean up my septic tank to find a pump, like to just like, you know, scour through the shit. Mm -hmm. And then I found a dead body in there and be like, oh, guess we can't do it. Got to get this dead body out of here first. I'd be like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the happiest time I ever found a dead body. Less work
1: for you to do. (laughs) Less
0: work for me to do. Uh,
1: Well, even better because when the RCMP arrived, they had to figure out how to get this body out of the septic tank. So
0: they pumped it out for me.
1: Almost. They didn't quite pump it. They ended up using ice cream buckets to scoop the putrid gooey liquid from the septic tank until they eventually discovered the body of a male submerged in the tank.
0: There you have it, folks. If you do not want to clean out your septic tank, just put a dead body in there and the RCMP will come. With ice cream buckets. They, Where do they have the ice cream buckets?
1: I think that's just, like, what they could find on the property to, like, start clearing out I think them. the
0: RCMP was having their annual ice cream social.
1: Oh, maybe. That's what they it was. They just happened to have them in the cruisers.
0: Oh, we were just coming by because we found some, you know, ice cream buckets because <laughs> we were doing the ice cream social there. I thought we you know, stop by, heard something about, you know, body covered and shit. What can we do you for?
1: Yeah, so... Um, the McLeods were quoted as saying that they, the quote goes, we went and got the cops real fast because we knew something was wrong. We
0: went and got the cops real fast because we knew something was wrong.
1: I mean, like if I saw a leg floating in my septic tank, I'd probably think something was wrong too. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, either something real bad happened here or someone ate something they shouldn't have. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways.
0: What could they have eaten?
1: A whole human, apparently. A whole
0: human. (laughs) And it just came out the same way? Yeah, it just came out
1: solid. Anyways, so this case is quite interesting, um, and the RCMP had a hell of an investigation ahead of them. Mm -hmm. You ready to find out? They
0: were up to their knees and shit, I imagine.
1: Literally. Literally up to their knees and shit.
0: Why are my favorite episodes ones that involve poop? Am I just like 12 years (laughs) old? Because you're a child. (laughs) Because I'm a child. Yeah. Uh,
1: So initially, the investigators couldn't tell the gender, age, or how the victim had died due to the presence of limestone in the tank, uh, which they believe was poured in after the victim had been dumped in the tank
0: interesting
1: yeah so the RCMP had the body taken for an autopsy to find the cause of death and what was discovered was quite shocking
0: how did they get it out of there like did well, they, they just like they it put it in now. like a bag and then just throw it in the back seat
1: well i mean so obviously you don't know much about crime in general but when a body is discovered it has to be taken from the location where it has been found. Agree. So they emptied the septic tank, and then they removed the body from the septic tank, and then the body would have been put in one of those black body bags to be yeah, taken. But it'd be in yeah, but it
0: covered in shit.
1: Yeah. So once it got to the medical examiner's office for the autopsy, they would wash it down. Gotcha. Okay. So... It would have been clean by the time they started doing the autopsy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so...
0: Side note, did you just say looks like you don't know a lot about crime? <laughs> I've seen enough episodes of CSI New York, or whatever the one is where the guy goes,
1: Yeah! That's Miami.
0: Okay, that's the yeah. one. Yeah.
1: You're thinking Horatio Kane.
0: I think he's he's going to be like, looks like this guy was up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah! <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, basically, so they went to do the autopsy and discovered that the victim had been tortured before he was murdered and dumped in the
0: septic tank. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Uh, so according to the autopsy, the victim had been tied up potentially to like a bed or something. So there was signs of ligature marks.
0: Okay, you gotta slow down there. This is Alberta, <laughs> Tofield, Alberta. I haven't heard what this th- fancy there word, ligature. So,
1: the victim had been tied up, brutally beaten, had been burned with a blowtorch and cigarettes, uh, so there was like little cigarette marks all over, had been sexually mutilated and then shot several times, killing him.
0: I don't understand why you do all the things first and then you shoot him. him.
1: So yeah, so that was the, um, obviously they figured out how he died, um, but there was some disturbing things that happened prior to him dying. But you didn't
0: tell me what ligature meant.
1: Ligature means when marks are left after like, you're tied up with like rope or...
0: Oh, those kink marks.
1: Basically, yeah. Um so after the victim was killed, they were dumped in the septic tank and then covered with limestone or quicklime. The investigators believed that the killer or killers did this in the hopes of the body decomposing quicker, but it had the opposite effect. Hmm. Do you know why?
0: I don't actually.
1: Okay. So the combination of quicklime and water actually causes the body like, actually causes anything that's in it to dry out as opposed to decompose. Mm. So I found, like, somebody actually did a study on it, I guess. Um, So what I found was that when a body is buried in quicklime and water, only a small degree of superficial burning will result, and the intense heat generated by the chemical reaction will dry out or mummify a certain amount of body tissue.
0: Interesting. Uh
1: So... That kind of gives you an idea, maybe, of how the body was found.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: a little bit more of a mummy than a, like a bloated corpse you would expect with water.
0: One might call it a poop mummy.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the remains were so badly mutilated that it took an Edmonton medical examiner months to determine. Shout out to
0: Edmonton yeah. and their medical. Examiners. Well, because our medical
1: examiner's office was the closest to Towfield. Um, Let's go. Yeah, so it took them months to even determine just the gender of the victim. hmm Yeah. So they have the gender now. They've figured out how the victim was killed, but they still don't know who they are. So they sent dental records. So they, they had, like, exceptional, like, all their teeth were still intact. So they were able to take, like, an imprint and x-rays of their teeth.
0: I can just imagine the poop on the teeth. And it was okay. so sad. The,
1: like... You need to get off the poop thing, though, now, because, like, we're discovering things about this body because the body has been cleaned off, okay? Cleaned off, cleaned out. It, it, it's a clean body now. It's just a poop mummy. Just a poop mummy that's been cleaned, okay? Okay. Okay.
0: Cleaned poop mummy.
1: So they sent dental records to over 800 dentists in Alberta... And even published them in Canadian dental magazines and nationwide bulletins to try and see if maybe somebody could, like, match the dental records and they could get an identification. But no leads as to the victim's identity were uncovered. Hmm. So, because they didn't know who this person was, they didn't want to call him just John Doe. So, they decided to call him Septic Tank Sam. So, from now on, we're going to refer, refer to him as Sam. I'm not going to use the full septic tank, Sam, because I don't want to continue saying the word septic tank. We all understand he's a poop mummy at this point, so we're now going to call him Sam.
0: Okay, so Sam.
1: So Sam was laid to rest in an unmarked pauper's grave in a cemetery here in Edmonton. They did that in after they finished all their testing and everything, so in about late 1977, he That's was laid bad. to rest. Sam
0: might have had some money. He didn't want a pauper's grave. He wanted a nice, rich person's grave. Maybe.
1: But in 1979, his body was exhumed. At this time, a forensic pathologist named Dr. Clyde Snow from Oklahoma was brought to Edmonton to reconstruct the skull uh, to try and help with identifying the victim. And you can see, like, based on his reconstruction, I'll post the photos, obviously, on social media. Um, But the RCMP were able to... Get a, like, get a a photo, like, drawn up based on this reconstruction of what the victim may have looked like with, you know, flesh, blood. Spooky. As a live person. So, Dr. Snow took numerous measurements of the skull and bones, which he then put into a computer program. I was surprised. I'm like, 1979, I didn't think that they'd that they had computer programs, but... I guess they did.
0: I am a computer.
1: Um, Now, this program indicated that Sam was likely of aboriginal descent and was between 20 and 40 years
0: old. Interesting. Which is a
1: pretty big age range, but I guess that was some pretty old computer technology, so we're pretty excited that we got that much information Mm -hmm. as we could. DNA samples were taken. Facial reconstructions were posted in newspapers across Canada, but no new leads turned up. So we still don't know who he is. We still don't know who killed him. Fingerprints couldn't be lifted because of the state of the body. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't like run fingerprints or match fingerprints or anything like that. So yeah. So Sam, I have a list of his characteristics here because maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody listening to our podcast might actually know something about this or who this person was. Not likely, but you never know. So Sam still had all of his teeth, which we talked about. He also had fillings and signs of recent dental work. So he
0: Oh, I know who that is.
1: Yeah, too. <laughs> awesome. That,
0: that that's all the clues I needed. He had <laughs> all of his teeth and also some fillings. Okay. Yeah. And
1: signs of recent dental work.
0: Signs of recent dental work.
1: He was of medium build, was between five foot five and five foot seven. And weighed roughly 145 to 165 pounds. Okay, does this
0: pounds. person wear a hat? No. Oh, okay. We're man. not playing guess who right now, okay?
1: <laughs> Let me finish. Uh, he had dark hair, but the eye color was unknown because crazy shit happens when you die and mm-hmm. your eyes are usually like the first thing to, to go. Um... Based on measurements that they had taken of his hands, it was suggested that he was right-handed, which doesn't really narrow it down. If he was left-handed, maybe that would have been a little bit more helpful. I don't know. Um, But the majority of people in the world are right-handed. Examination of his bones and teeth revealed that he had suffered from an unspecified illness at about the age of five. So when he was younger, he had some kind of illness that had affected his bones, and his teeth. Probably explained all the dental work. When he was found... You're really not
0: giving me lots to go on with this one. When
1: he was found, he was wearing blue jeans, a gray t-shirt, a blue Levi's work shirt with snap buttons, gray wool socks, and brown imitation wallaby shoes. So those are like... They kind of look like a moccasin. Mm -hmm. Do you know what what I'm talking about? A
0: wallaby's a kangaroo.
1: Right, but the shoes... Well, it's like a kangaroo. The shoes kind of look like a...
0: a Hops around like moccasin
1: boot type thing. My grandfather actually used to wear them, so that's how I knew what they were.
0: Imitation will So, yeah.
1: So, they buried him back in his pauper's grave, but his body was exhumed again in 2000 by Cyril Chan, who worked with the Edmonton Medical Examiner's Office at the time, and he did another reconstruction.
0: Jesus. They really want to find Um, out who this killer was. But this
1: time, instead of just doing a drawing... He sculpted the reconstruction out of clay. Okay. So it looked like an actual person. It's a really creepy photo. I will show you after.
0: That's the spooky part.
1: Um, he's actually wearing a hat. <laughs> ah, see? Yeah.
0: I know who um, it is. It's Sam.
1: Yeah. So the RCMP investigating the case described the murder as one of the most vindictive and sadistic they had ever seen.
0: Oh. I mean,
1: it was Tofield, Alberta. You probably don't <laughs> see a lot of murders. So.
0: I don't know. I, I don't
1: know. I actually don't know. Yeah, I haven't looked Tofield a... I'm well. pretty sure, like, Alberta in general has a pretty high um, murder number. Like, we have a lot of murder victims in Alberta. We
0: have um, a high murder number.
1: <laughs> high number of murder victims, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Uh, but I'm not sure what Tofield's number is. Up uh, there, I'm sure. But yeah, so this was one of the mo- the worst cases they had ever they had ever seen.
0: Can you guess who it's a poop mummy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was never any evidence found on the farm property where the body was dumped, so they had nothing to go on from the surrounding area. There was about 1,200 residents in Towfield at the time, and they were horrified to hear of the murder. So farmers were checking their own septic tanks for bodies. They're like, well, if there's one, maybe there's more. Wow. Um, so they're out there checking. Business owners were worried because they're like, oh, my God, maybe the murderers have been, like, regular customers. Maybe it's somebody we know. Like, people were in a panic. Maybe it
0: was a ghost.
1: Maybe. Maybe. And it sounds like because of how freaked out everybody was, murders in Tofield probably weren't popular. <laughs> I mean, good. Good for you, Tofield. But,
0: maybe he paid um, someone to do that to him.
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> We'll get into some theories here coming up, but investigators believe that because of the limestone, Sam could have been there for months or even a year, so that he could have been in that tank since, like, April of 1976.
0: Mm -hmm. So now he's like a time capsule. People keep just digging him up and then finding out more things. (laughs)
1: Basically, yeah. That's kind of what it's like. You um, should
0: call them Time Capsule Tim.
1: <laughs> time Capsule Tim, not Septic Tank Sam. Maybe. Uh, so retired RCMP Sergeant Ed Lammertz, who in 1977 was a corporal in charge of the Tofield RCMP detachment, claimed the victim was likely a transient because if they were local, there would have been a missing persons report or a close family member would have reported him missing. But because he's never been identified, this may not actually be true. Hmm. Yeah. So 2020, 2020, and we still don't know who this victim is. We just know him as Sam. Lammert's also believes that Sam will never be identified.
0: No so. shit. It's been like 40 years. 43 years. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so there are numerous theories about the case and why Sam was murdered. Some Towfield residents thought criminals or drug dealers from Edmonton may have used the
0: tank. Oh, sure. May have used the yeah, tank to had dump to the been body. The criminals and drug dealers of Edmonton, because that's all we're known for.
1: But others believed that it was someone local who knew where the tank was, and that the farmland was abandoned. So the tank is actually set quite far off the road so it's not like something you'd be like driving along that's what
0: i was thinking it's like how do you know where this dude's septic tank yeah.
1: is um so you're not just like driving along and there's just like a tank there and you're like that looks like a good place to dump him and like let's put him in there
0: no they're um, like buried down yeah they?
1: well no so they're not all buried a lot of them because they can't be right so if there's issues and you need to get to a septic yeah. tank you have to have easy access so most of them you'll see them in like the backyards of farms and stuff, um, and it looks like a cement cylinder kind of sticking out of the ground with like a cement with like a, mm. a a slab on top of it, right? So it's not buried in the ground, but they're not usually like right there where everybody can no, see them. No,
0: it's not like driving down the um, road and you're like, oh, there's a septum. Yes. So
1: Lamert said that if someone from Edmonton was responsible, they likely would have had to previously driven the forty five minutes. Okay.
0: That's just like...
1: 45 minutes to the site. That's south side
0: to north side, basically.
1: Yeah, uh, To scope out a dump site before committing the crime. So, like I said, not easily found. You would have had to know that it was there to yeah. to do this. Uh, so he said it was either a fluke or they knew the area. Interesting. Right. I'm going to lean more to the second one.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah. Um, there is a theory... That Sam was sexually mutilated for committing a sex crime or for cheating. Mm. Um, But some people also suggested, I like this one. It's quite interesting to me. I don't like it, but I thought it was interesting when I was reading this theory. Um, So some people suggested there was a group of swingers in the area of Tofield. um, And that the murder and mutilation were a result of something that went wrong in the subculture.
0: Mm, yeah. See, I told you, maybe he paid someone to do right? it
1: Maybe, so maybe he paid someone to do it And it went wrong And they're like, oh shit, now we need to
0: yeah.
1: bury him Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, shit Yeah um, Some people also believe he was just in the wrong place At the wrong time And maybe saw something that he shouldn't have And was killed because of it It
0: sounds like some mafia shit I'm yeah. not gonna lie
1: right? um, But so-
0: I like the swinger story better Yeah
1: Uh, So RCMP have received many tips over the last 43 years. This has been 43 years Mm -hmm. since they found him. Um, But none have panned out or led to a discovery of Sam's identity or who killed him.
0: So Mm -hmm. it's still
1: unsolved. 43... years later still unsolved and probably will never be solved. i think
0: it was the candlestick maker
1: (laughs) um if the murderer is still alive they would be between 67 to 72 years of age at this point Mm. um and they rcmp have said that they are likely a very cruel person so like they're not a nice person um and their conscience isn't even bothered by what they did to this person 43 years ago damn yeah, so like I said, it's still an unsolved case. It's a cold case, but it's still one that RCMP are willing to take information on. So if anyone out there has any information or tips on it, um, they're asked to contact the Towfield RCMP. They can also anonymously report it to Crime Stoppers by phone or online. Um, Or can also email the National Center for Missing Persons and Unidentified Remains. So not that I'm saying that anybody who listens to our podcast knows anything, but if you think you might, um, I'm going to put all those resources in our show notes so that if you have any tips or, or, you know, anything like that, um, you can get them to the right people.
0: Side note, I think um, y'all should donate to the Tofield RCMP because their ice cream social is probably missing a couple buckets. (laughs) probably never support right now never
1: been the same since uh so yeah that's my story speedy recap
0: Speedy recap. All
1: right. So, April 13th, maybe April 1st, 1977, a body is discovered in a septic tank by the McLeod family. They pieced the fuck out of there, called the cops. The RCMP arrived. They used their ice cream buckets to empty out the septic tank, and at the bottom of it found a male who had been there for a while, maybe even a year. Um, They took our poop mummy back to the medical examiner's office in Edmonton where they washed him off. They figured out that he was tortured before he was shot and buried in the septic tank and
0: wearing a hat
1: and wearing a hat um he was covered with quicklime which instead of causing the body to decompose quickly caused it to mummify instead uh the mummy had full dental like had all his teeth remaining so they sent dental records to dentists they put them in magazines trying to find tips Um, nothing ever came in in 1979, his body was exhumed by Dr. Snow, who made a recreation. Uh, the RCMP were able to get a photo of what the victim may have potentially looked like, um, and then they buried him again. In 2000, he was, re- he was exhumed again by Cyril Chan from the Edmonton Medical Examiner's Office, who then used clay to create another reconstruction, um, giving us a better idea of what he may have looked like at the time. The case is still open. They aren't sure if he was dumped there by Edmonton drug dealers, if he was part of some weird-ass swingers club, um, or if he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. All we know is that septic tank Sam still is unidentified, and if you have any information about this, the RCMP would love to hear from you. So, do you think Sam will ever be identified or his killer discovered?
0: Well, I need to look up his picture right now. so I, can I wondered you. what you
1: were doing because I was like, I feel like all of a sudden you're not listening to me.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's typical of me.
1: Septic Tank Sam. That's who you're looking for.
0: <laughs> he looks like a robot.
1: It's kind of a terrifying photo.
0: It's uh, like one of those uncanny valley type things. Yeah. Um,
1: it doesn't look real. Like it's...
0: Yeah, it's like a 3D generated image. No, I don't think that guy's ever getting identified.
1: Uh, do you think they'll ever discover who his killer was? No. Uh, do you think he was a transient or a local?
0: I think he was a transient.
1: Or do you think maybe there's another theory that no one's explored and maybe he was murdered and people know who did it, but they don't want to come forward?
0: Yep. I think, it's the, I think it's the swingers. I like that theory. <laughs> the
1: swingers. All right. So based on everything I told you today, if you had to give this story a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it?
0: I would give it uh, six septic tanks out of 10 hats.
1: All right. Well, listeners, we'd like to thank you for listening to another episode. And until next time, we hope you...
0: Keep it spooky. Ooh. Ooh. Also, why was he wearing a hat? Like, it was made of clay. Why would you put a hat on top of him so you didn't have to, like, sculpt